To get to the top floor of any building, you have to get through the ground floor first. And in a similar way, there are things that we have to go through, even though it's not ideal, before we could get to our ideal day or our ideal productivity. And that's what we are going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about what to do in the in-between while waiting for your breakthrough. So if you've tried to be productive and you feel like you're making progress, but you're starting to feel a little impatient, that's what we're going to talk about and hope this helps you out. My name is Sels. I am your host for the Purposeful Productivity Podcast. You're listening to the Purposeful Productivity Podcast, where we talk about the science, stories, and strategies behind productivity that lights you up without burning you out. With your host, na ang paboritong numbers electric fan i3, Celso Alejandro. If you're listening to this podcast, you're either my family <laughs> or you're someone who cares about productivity a lot and enjoys this kind of content that means you're the kind of person who wants to make the most out of their time so i'm sure you've tried to take action on some of the things you've read about or even listened to but what do we do when we are trying to be patient with ourselves but it just gets so frustrating or perhaps even discouraged when we're not getting the breakthrough that we want. What do we do when we haven't gotten to our ideal scenario yet? Is it really just a matter of waiting? Or are there some things that we can do to make the wait fruitful? That's what I want to talk about today. There are people who are stuck in the in-between, not knowing if what they're doing is correct, if they just have to wait, if they have to change course, if they have to do this and that. Sometimes getting started is much easier than being in the in-between, being in the middle, not having your breakthrough, but at the same time, you're starting to try something out, something that will hopefully make you more productive and make the most out of our limited time here. I think this episode's going to be a simple one. I'm only going to talk about one thing, and that is reframing the thoughts, reframing the goals. Again, we're not changing the goals. We're just changing the way we think about goals while we're waiting for it to happen. A little anecdote from me. I recently redid my whole ideal day scenario, not even ideal day. I fixed my schedule as a result of having to take in new clients, which has never happened before. So I adjusted the strategy of how I approach my day. I looked at it and then I realized my ideal day means that I work for only five hours. Now that combined with the fact that one of my clients requires me to put in around 20 hours of work every week, at least three other clients aside from them, tells me that that's not going to happen. It's just not. This is a pipe dream for now. 
But instead of giving up, I've chosen to reframe it in this way. Told myself that it's great that I have this ideal day in my head. Because if we have a goal, if we have an image in our heads of what good looks like, what we want it to look like and feel like, what we want it to be, then it's easier for us to filter through certain things, certain opportunities, certain thoughts, certain actions and habits. It's easier for us to filter through whether or not we should be doing this if we have this ideal scenario. Having a very clear picture of our goal, in this case, an ideal day, that has allowed me to see that I'm not there yet, but instead of giving it up, it's more of a north star or a compass pointing me to the right direction. And so I'm reframing it in the sense that instead of feeling despair that I can't get what I want right now, I am deciding to see it as a good thing instead. Now, it's not just about thinking positively which is a great thing, but reframing it this way has great effects with my strategy as well because now that I know how I actually want my day to be, I can rearrange certain things that don't fit in to what I want it to be. It's also easier, especially for people like me who have a hard time saying no. It's easier for me to say no to good opportunities, for me to have the space to say yes to the best opportunities. And by best, we mean these are the things that will allow me to get to that schedule faster. Specifically, what I want to talk about in terms of reframing is actually having these intermediate milestones to have before getting to that goal. If you've realized, like me, that the goal is too far off, what you might want to try to do is to create a smaller goal that's somewhere in the middle between where you are right now and where you want to go. So case in point, ideal day for me basically is working five hours a day. That's not possible right now because of the many plans that I have. So right now I'm currently working around eight hours a day on a good day or sometimes more depending on urgency and importance, but around eight hours. And I want to reduce that, of course. So between eight hours working and five hours, I can set an intermediate goal, kind of like a stepping stone. You're kind of building a ladder towards that dream. Just like what I said at the beginning of this episode, to get to the top floor, you need to go through the first floor first. That means if you find yourself not being able to reach your goals and you think it's too far off, this is the perfect opportunity to create sub-goals, smaller goals that will become stepping stones. We can also call them milestones that point you towards the bigger goal. This sounds all very basic and common sense, so I'll give some stories of how we apply it when it comes to coaching. This is applicable to so many things, but specifically for my clients. One thing I've realized is there was this one 
someone got on a call with me and she was basically very burnt out and had to help her with that. The strategy we chose for her was time blocking in her calendar and she didn't use her calendar before. So we set it up from scratch, taught her how to do it live, built it out live, and set up notifications and all of that. A few months later, now she's able to get clients left and right, basically, which made me so happy for her. But at the same time, I personally have a bigger goal for her and for everyone, actually, because I think schedules and blocking things out in our calendars is not the goal. It is not the ideal. It is a sub-goal. It's just a stepping stone to what we actually want. When we say we want to be more productive, it's usually along the lines with, I need to have better time management. And that is true, except for the fact that I don't really believe in the concept of time management, but fine, let's go with that, time management. And so these strategies usually revolve around controlling our time, making ourselves more disciplined, creating guide rails for us to follow, boundaries for us to set. Hence why we chose time blocking and using a calendar, because that's really helpful if you're starting out. But ideally, what I really want everyone to have is once they're used to doing that with their time and once they have those boundaries, then they can, similar to riding a bicycle, right? You have those training wheels first. And these tools kind of act like training wheels. They're there to help you out so that you can focus on what you need to, one at a time, kind of like a handicap, right? But eventually, when you're used to that, then you can slowly take those training wheels off. And in the same way, ideally, I want less of her calendar filled up so she can spend time doing whatever she wants without caring what's on her calendar or what isn't, which ironically sounds very cyclical. Because she started out with a free calendar or a blank calendar because she doesn't use the calendar. And then I want her to end up with another blank calendar. And it feels a little complicated to imagine. Like, why would you need to fill up her calendar if the goal is for her to not have a filled up calendar? But the thing is, for you to break the rules, you have to understand them first. Going back to the bicycle analogy, when a bike comes, it may or may not have training wheels, right? But you need to have help with that. Then you put that on on purpose. You put handicaps on on purpose in order for you to focus on the most important thing. In this case, having the confidence to ride the bike. Because when you're riding a bike, while balance is the most important thing, Before you get to the point where you can balance properly and the full confidence, you have to not be afraid of falling. And that's what training wheels are. And in this case, if you're someone who's not used to having schedules and therefore also not used to having boundaries, 
you have to be able to visually see the line, right? And we even make different colors for it to signify this time needs to be protected. The more that you do that, the easier it is for your brain to understand and comprehend that this time is sacred and this time is for work. This time is is for family, period. Eventually, you can start taking those training wheels off. So the point that I'm trying to say here is that if you have a big goal and it feels too far away, you can create smaller milestones and at the same time, think of what training wheels you can use in order to train yourself up into your ideal day. That's the main point of this episode, really. So if you got what you need, then you can stop listening or like leave a rating first and then leave. I'll give at least one more example, right? One thing that's happening in my personal life right now is I have someone very close to me who is learning how to ride a bike, like literally learning how to ride a bike, hence the bike analogy a while ago. And as someone who already has the muscle memory to ride the bike, I give so much unhelpful advice. The only thing I could tell them is to pedal faster and just keep falling and then you'll get it one day eventually. So just keep riding your bike and doing the thing, right? So because I'm so removed from the experience of learning how to ride the bike, I don't know how it feels. I don't know why they can't understand it. I don't know how to break down how it's being done. And because I don't know how to break down this big thing into smaller steps, I'm not able to express it and explain it. So the lesson here is, number one, don't listen to people who don't understand what you're going through. And number two is, if something feels too hard or you feel like you're too impatient to get to a specific goal, it feels too far away, then you can create these smaller milestones. What are the things that I need to check off in order to get to the next milestone? Not even what I need to do to get to the goal, just to the next signpost, just to the next kilometer line, basically. And doing this in small increments allows you to, well, not be impatient with your results is one. And number two, you become more flexible and agile to what needs to change if there are things that need to change. Meaning you go from just pedaling like a madman, trying to understand how everything works while trying to balance at the same time and avoid cars on the way. You go from there to digesting the actions that you need to do in order to ride the bike. So we went on YouTube, found people who are better at explaining than I was when it came to riding a bike. And they basically what they did is they broke it down into smaller milestones. So before you start pedaling, you actually need to be confident balancing or sitting like you need to sit down on the bike first and scoot. So scooting is just you push down with your feet and then try to balance while the bike is gliding. Once you're done scooting, you try to 
pedal with one foot first and then scoot. And then pedal with one foot first, scoot over and over again. And then you try the other side. And then you try both feet. And then finally, you're trying to pedal and balance at the same time. So we go from a very vague advice, which is just keep pedaling, to these little milestones that are logical, that make a lot of sense, but at the same time, still very digestible and repeatable. You know when to stop scooting and start pedaling. Because you'll see that now you're balancing. You start from falling down, right? And then now you feel like you can balance more. So the more confident you are in balancing yourself, then you can move on to the next milestone. And then eventually, the goal of actually being able to ride the bike is now very much within reach and you don't even notice it because you broke down this milestone into smaller steps and you're able to reframe that impatience into something more productive. So again, try to break down milestones into smaller steps, create training wheels or figure out training wheels that you need Iterate, figure out when to go to the next milestone, and then eventually you're going to get to that ideal scenario that you want. So in this case, because I believe in building in public and being transparent, right? So remember when I mentioned not getting to my ideal day yet, where my ideal day basically means I work for less than five hours. I actually want to work just two hours a day actively. But I realized when I say work for two hours, what I actually mean is I want to work on tedious tasks that I don't like for two hours instead of the usual eight. Something along those lines. So it's not really that I don't want to work. It's just that I want to reduce the friction that I have with my work. Now that I understand what I actually don't want, now that I understand where I want to go, aka reducing friction, so even though it's impossible for me in the next, I don't know, in the next month to get to two hours or even five hours, what I can do instead is from the eight hours that I work every day, which of these things in my to-do list do I dislike? that I can delay because they're not urgent, delegate to someone else because it's not my zone of genius, or dump, meaning I realized I don't really need to do this because saying no is a very important skill to have. So one thing I'm trying right now is learning the art of delegating properly without feeling like I'm such a bossy person. Again, in a previous episode, I mentioned how I now have a team And one of the, I don't know, childhood dramas I'm working on is when my classmates called me bossy when I was in, I don't know, grade one. For some reason, that stuck to me. And so now I'm deathly afraid of being labeled as that bossy person that no one likes. So that is one thing I am trying out. I don't have the answer yet, but It's the one thing I'm experimenting on with myself in this season. So I will report back in a few weeks, maybe, to try and see if I could talk about that and have something valuable to say 
for you guys on that topic. But for now, I want to thank you for listening all the way here to the end of the Purposeful Productivity Podcast. So again, I am your host, Cels Alejandro, productivity coach, nerd, notion person, daming ganap sa life, kind of multi-passionate person. If you enjoy my podcast, then consider subscribing to my newsletter. It's in the show notes below. My brand strategist slash designer redid it a little bit. It looked so much better than whatever I had <laughs> slapped on and like, I don't know, I slapped, I tried it for like an hour, but like she did such a good job anyway. Like it was like leaps and bounds, <laughs> so much better, which is why delegating to the right people is important, right? So I will leave you guys with that thought. <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Hope you have a purposefully productive week ahead. So that was today's episode of the Purposeful Productivity Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Cels Alejandro. And if you want to learn more about this or get all the latest updates on this podcast, the best way for you to do that is to go to cellsalejandro.com slash newsletter. Again, that's Cells Alejandro. That's my name, cellsalejandro.com slash newsletter. Thank you so much for sticking around. I'll see you in the next one. Take care. Bye. And don't forget to always show up every day. Bye. Bye.